the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Today is Thursday, February the 8th, 2024, in the year of our Lord. On February 8th, 1587, remember that year? Mary, Queen of Scots, was beheaded in England after she was implicated in a plot to murder her cousin, Queen Elizabeth I. Those people were brutal back in those days. Today in 1693, a charter was granted for the College of William and Mary in Williamsburg in Virginia Colony. My wife's family has a bit of a tie to that, not not to the position that the William and Mary College takes now. It's extremely liberal, but um, I think it was on my, my wife's dad's side of the family. Um, they actually made a deal and sold the land to William and Mary College, where the campus is now. They were living in Williamsburg in those days. Today, 19, I don't know what they did with the money they got from it. We haven't seen any of it. Today, in 1910, the Boy Scouts of America was incorporated. That's one of the saddest stories in American history. One of the great, great institutions. And it's how it chose the wrong path and self-destructed. Today in 1922, President Warren G. Hardy had a radio installed in the White House. First radio. Today in 1924, the first execution by gas in the United States took place in Nevada State Prison in Carson City. Today in 1960, work began on the Hollywood Walk of Fame located on Hollywood Boulevard and Vine Street in Los Angeles. Today, in 1971, NASDAQ, the world's first electronic stock exchange, it held its first trading day. And today, in 1973, Senate leaders named seven members of a select committee to investigate the Watergate scandal, including its chairman, Democrat Sam Irvin of North Carolina. That's a few of the things that have happened in history that happened in history today. The Supreme Court is hearing, as we speak this morning, coming on our program on live at 9 a.m. on the ACN station. Some of you are hearing this program a little bit later today, but um, the Supreme Court, as we speak, is hearing oral arguments in the case involving a Civil War era. It's a section of the 14th Amendment to the Constitution, and it's being used to remove President Trump from the 2024 ballot in Colorado. There's been a lot said about that. This is, I don't, I would imagine the Supreme Court will expedite their ruling on this. Uh, I don't think they'll put it off for a long time. I don't know. I mean, I'm, nobody's talking to me from the Supreme Court, but uh, I, I would guess it'll, they'll expedite their, their ruling, but we'll see how they fall on this. I can't imagine they'll uphold um taking a position against the will of the people. Clearly, there are people in America who want Donald Trump to be the next president. 
I mean, it's very clear as this whole campaign begins to unfold for the next president of the United States. And I can't believe that the Supreme Court would assume the role of deciding based on a, a Civil War era section of the 14th Amendment to the Constitution that they could rule against a, a good number of people in America and take a name off the ballot that the people want to put on the ballot. And that would be true whether it was Joe Biden or, you know, whomever. It doesn't matter. Al Gore. I mean, anyone. That should not happen. The Supreme Court should not have the power to rule against the people of the United States in that matter and using that old Civil War era section of the 14th Amendment to the Constitution. I'm not the only one that people smarter than me feel the same way. So we'll see what happens with that. But anyway, that's under underway as we speak at this moment, four minutes after nine in the morning. First John chapter four, verses one through four read, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The hallmark of this year of 2024, we talked a little bit about it yesterday, but the hallmark of this year will be deception to the core of our nation, to the core of our culture, to the core of many people. Deception is going to be the word that probably define, best defines American cultural issues, politics, and so on. And to the person who says, well, I don't like politics, I'm a Christian. I'm not going to get in politics or dirty. That's exactly why Christians must take a stand and stand firm on the word of God. And that's what we try to do here every morning, as you know. And thank you to those of you who make this program possible. We don't accept advertising. We don't get uh, fees from people going on our website. 100% of this ministry is funded by people who listen and read what we're doing and agree with us and support us. I want to thank all of you who do that. That makes it possible for us to have this conversation every morning. To those of you who listen but perhaps don't support it, I would just ask you to give some prayerful consideration to joining us. We need you. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. As I said, deception is at the core of where we are today. It will be the hallmark of this year. Yesterday, the New York Times was making the case that we should, we must, pass this new so-called bipartisan immigration bill. 
We need to take a hard, clear look at the bill that President Biden and his enablers have been claiming will fix the border problem, thus fixing America. It's deception personified. The New York Times said yesterday that the United States has had a porous border with Mexico for decades. Well, it depends on how you define porous. And the situation has worsened in the past few years. With more than 10,000 people entering the U.S. on some days, many then remain for years, even without a visa or citizenship. This is the New York Times. They're setting the stage to make you think this is normal, what's happening. Mayors, governors, immigration experts, as well as voters have long urged Congress to fix the problem. The New York Times says the current crisis, then, according to them, it's a long article. I'll summarize it for you. It's normal. This administration has brought together a bipartisan group to support the president in fixing what has been happening for a long, long time. When President Biden got here, we, this was out of control. That's the message. And now, now he's, he and his cohorts, Schumer and the others, have come up with an answer to this problem. Finally, Trump couldn't solve it. Really? Oh, yeah, Trump did. It's been this way for years. That's the message. They believe that you are so gullible, and me as the public, that we'll believe that. And uninformed people do believe it. They think, wow, yeah, it has been going on. I've been hearing about the border for so long. Well, maybe maybe Joe Biden is going to be able to fix this. That's the message they want to put out. And they're outmaneuvering the Republicans as we speak on this issue, and others as well, but on this issue. The New York Times continued, they said this week a bipartisan group of senators released a plan for doing so, meaning fix the border. And for anybody who has grown cynical about Washington, the plan offered reasons for both surprise and further cynicism. They would categorize me as a cynic at the moment, if they cared about me. The surprising part is that productive bipartisanship seems to be alive, they say, even on an issue as divisive as immigration. A wide range of experts say that the Senate plan, negotiated by James Langford, an Oklahoma Republican, Chris Murphy, a Connecticut Democrat, and Kirsten Sinema, an Arizona Independent, this will strengthen the border security and reduce illegal immigration. I don't know how else to say this. That is a bold-faced lie. Discern the spirit and read the words. It's a lie. It doesn't. The Times continues explaining that the measure has support of business lobbying groups as well as organizations representing the mayors of every U.S. city with a population above 30,000. The Times said the Labor Union for Border Patrol Agents, which endorsed Donald Trump in 2020, now supports this plan. So do the editorial boards of the Washington Post, they said, which leans left, and the Wall Street Journal, which is deeply conservative. The Wall Street Journal is not deeply conservative. Someone, one of our readers, read this earlier this morning, the article that I published, and I I said those words in that. And I got an an email just a few minutes ago, just before we went on the air, saying, Gary, I don't think that 
I don't think the uh, I disagree with the New York Times, uh, the, the the Wall Street Journal used to be conservative, but not so much anymore. And I totally agree with that. I've watched it drift to the left. But this is the deception that's out there. The Times article goes on to make the case for the bill, concluding Republicans are against immigration reform. Now, the truth is, B.L. Hahn wrote an article for the Federalist yesterday. He said the much-anticipated Senate border bill unveiled this week is another example of the destructive and unserious people who lead this nation. He said President Biden and Democrats are now blaming the Republicans for failing to pass the bill, but the reality is that for the open borders, Democrat Party, everything is going according to plan. That's true. The bill has failed at this moment. It's not going to pass. It's dead on arrival, as Speaker Johnson said. So what's going on behind the scenes? So let's fast forward to this morning from yesterday. I wrote more about yesterday, yesterday. We publish our the article that we write every day. It's published on our website, and it's read pretty widely. I mean, other countries, people in other countries read it and so on. But we publish it at, at 5 o'clock in the morning, 5.05 a.m. every morning uh, in the United States here. And uh, so obviously I have to get it to them like we have to get it to them, have it set up last night for early publication this morning. So there's a little bit of a lag in what I write in my article that I write every day, every weekday to what I might say on the radio. And that's why we do this program live. It takes more effort, obviously, to do it live, not only myself, but others as well. And I'm grateful to them. But um, that's why we do it live is so that we can talk about what's happening in the moment. So here's where we are today, this morning. Kentucky Senator Mitch McConnell's days leading the Republican minority, some news sources are saying this morning, could be numbered following the collapse of Senate leadership bipartisan national security supplemental aid bill this week. Several prominent Republican senators expressed that the border bill debacle could push the GOP conference over the edge to remove Mitch McConnell from leadership. Mitch McConnell, in effect, Ted Cruz says, gave the largest in-kind campaign contribution to the Democrat Senate campaign committee in history. I agree with Ted Cruz. they, They did. Conservatives both inside the official Republican Party apparatus have long criticized McConnell He goes on to say McConnell continued to keep a stranglehold on power for the last nearly two decades. It's 17 years, to be exact. He said, I think this is our opportunity to take him out. (laughs) And we're sort of working to figure out if that's possible. He said, I think there's a bit of a chicken and egg problem where I think you probably have the votes, but you need somebody to step forward. And that that person's that's unwilling to step forward unless you have the votes. It can't be a Mike and Ted. He's talking about the Speaker of the House and Ted himself. So, forgot to turn off one of the machines this morning. Talking about live radio, boy, you can't edit edit anything out. It just happens on the roll. Anyway, McConnell put Oklahoma Republican Senator James Langford 
in charge of the border deal negotiations and Democrats in the Biden administration. Every conservative Senate Republican has laid the blame on McConnell. However, they've said that he was the one truly crafting the deal behind the scenes, and he used Langford from Oklahoma, who is not running for re-election this year. He used him as a pawn to take the fall for what the lawmaker said is a gift to their opponents. And that's exactly what happened. I mentioned yesterday I couldn't believe that what Lankford was doing in this matter with this bill represented the people in Oklahoma. I just can't believe that. I know people from Oklahoma, and boy, they wouldn't support that. They're all in on getting the border fixed. And this doesn't fix anything. It, 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 in fact, expands the power. It's a power grab, and it's a political maneuver to put the far left, Democrats or whomever, the far left in power almost in perpetuity. Politically, this is where the Republican Party is at the moment. Cruz said every single Democrat candidate in the country now that's running for Senate running for the House, will use the identical talking points. They will all say, Ted Cruz says, we wanted to secure the border. We tried to secure the border, but the Republicans wouldn't let us. Now this is a wild-eyed lie. He said it's completely false. This bill would have made the border crisis worse. Totally agree. Most all conservatives, anybody that's clear thinking on this matter, would agree with him. That's exactly what they were doing. I mean, Ted Cruz has got it right. He does often is right. Republican Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson, he said, as long as I've been serving in the Senate, there's never been an issue where the American public is so overwhelmingly in support of our position, which is to secure the border. And he's right. I mean, the, the numbers are, they're all over the place on the, on the polls that I've seen. But I mean, some of them are as high as 82 and 86% of America wants the border's to be controlled, not shut down. I mean, people believe in immigration. I believe in immigration if it's done the way it was set up by our founding fathers to do so carefully and expeditiously. But, oh, no. I mean, tear down that fence. Bring the world in. And people, I mean, the prisons have been emptied in these third world countries. These people are flowing over the border. Did you see... Those, did you see that piece in the in the uh, news the other day? It was in a number of news sources. I can't remember all of them, but anyway, a number of them. Even even secular news reported on it. These newly arrived illegal aliens beat up on these police. I think it was in New York, but they beat up on these police on the street. I mean, they were beating the tar out of these policemen in in uniform. They were on duty. And the, the, the one policeman was on the ground on his back and his kid was kicking him in, his, in the face and his head. And, uh, I, I mean, it was bad. It was horrible. So anyway, they get the thing under control and two or three of these guys get arrested. They take them in. They book them. They're illegals. They just got here. They take them in. They book them and they release them under the no bail release thing that the Democrats have created so they're back out and when they're walking out of their out of the jail out of the building the press is there and they're giving them the sign with the middle finger right in the face of the cameras and they're upset 
that their lives were interrupted because they had knocked the police on the ground and were kicking them and beating on them. And that's compassion? To tear down the walls and the fences and the barriers and put free boating across the Rio Grande or whatever? That isn't right. That isn't biblical. That isn't what that isn't God's design. God is not the author of confusion. And we're living in a time of confusion with a capital K and a capital C. That is the hallmark of this time. It's deception and, and so on. And the Bible speaks to this. I mean, this is reflects perhaps above all things the times in which we live, perilous times, the Lord says. Times when people will be doing these kinds of things. Perilous times. This is the run-up to the return of the Lord. There's no question about that in my mind. How bad will it get before he takes his church out of this world? I don't know. But it's headed that direction, and we know ultimately what happens if we read the Bible and read prophecy and so on. I mean, it's very clear. The Bible is very clear on how the end of time, the end of days plays out. Do I believe that we're at the end? I don't know. Jesus said he didn't know. The Father knew. I certainly don't know, but I know we're approaching. We're certainly headed in that direction. That's for sure. And we see all of this happening in our in our culture. And so it plays out politically in our country because we have a political system. You don't see so much of this in other countries because they're more dictatorial. And I mean, some of them are called democracy, but they're not. But we keep sliding in that direction and stumbling toward that model that we see in these other countries, even the banana republics, the third world countries. We're moving in that direction. And we're, it's being facilitated by elected leaders in many cases. And the Democrat Party is doing this. I don't mean this politically. I mean, I'm just saying that's where we're going. And yet, 7 million people voted for Hillary Clinton. And I don't know how many voted for Biden. But a lot of them did. Some of them are very public about it. Talking about evangelicals for Biden. How do you how do you square with that? I don't know. I have friends who fall into that category. I don't know how we can square that with the word of the Lord, with the Bible, and with the convictions that God places in our heart. The spirit of Antichrist, as John wrote, we read earlier. The spirit of Antichrist is in the world today. This is what is driving this. It isn't just humanism and politics. It's the spirit of Antichrist that's among us. The predictions of Ted Cruz and others have have come true. Before the body of this deal was even cold yesterday afternoon, Mike Johnson is, boy, there's pressure on him, and he is a believer. And uh, the people that know him personally that are true believers, Perkins and some of those guys, they know him, and they've known him for a long time. They say he's the real deal. He's sold out to the Lord. And boy, the pressure is on him. People are after him, trying to destroy his um, speakership in the House, take him out. He's standing firm, and he will, I'm certain, will stand firm. We need people like that. 
Ted Cruz stands firm. I don't agree with everything Ted says, and I don't agree with some of the language he uses, but I'm glad for him. I thank the Lord for him and others that are are in, and I would for a Democrat if there were such a person who stood for the values, biblical values. I don't know who if there is one. I don't know of them. But if so, then God bless them. But that's what we need in America. We need people of, of, of deeply held values. And as we watch this whole thing play out about this border, so-called border bill, which really had nothing to do with the border. I mean, it really didn't, except just business as usual. And why any Republican, elected Republican, would vote for that, as I said earlier, this is everything that conservative people don't believe in. And there's 80 plus percent of people in America who want the borders brought under control. And yet, and yet these these politicians back there cloistered in Washington, D.C. with all of their benefits and so on and their people, their entourage and whatever, do they not know what we want? We don't want to see our country destroyed. We don't believe it's biblical. We don't believe it's smart. And we don't think we want this country of ours, our blessed country, to become a third world country. And it's on its way. Are we there yet? No. But we're moving in that direction. That's the problem. Ted Cruz said this morning, he said, every single Democrat candidate in the country running for Senate, running for House, will use the identical talking points. Cruz said they will all say this, quote, we wanted to secure the border. We tried to secure the border, but the Republicans wouldn't let us. Now that is a wild-eyed lie, he said. It's completely false. This bill would have made the border border crisis worse. Republican um, from Wisconsin, Senator Ron Johnson, he agreed with, with uh, Cruz. He said, as long as I've been serving in the Senate, there's never been an issue where the American public was so overwhelmingly in support of our position, as I said. And, and that, that's where we are today. Cruz said McConnell's handling of the process played right into Schumer's hands. This is Ted Cruz. He said, however, the real purpose of the bill from Chuck Schumer's perspective was exactly what happened, which is Schumer wanted, number one, a bill that did not did nothing to secure the border. He got that. Number two, Schumer wanted the bill to fail. He got that. But then number three, the real purpose of the bill and Schumer's perspective was to provide camouflage for Democrats. And he got that enormously. We can't let this die, he said. We can't say, oh, we failed. Let's move on. No, he said, this issue is not going away. We need to secure the border. We can't let Biden get away with blaming Republicans for the problems that he's caused. That's why I say this this year will be characterized as a year of deception because of the politics in our country and the division in our country. Our country has never been so divided since the days of the Civil War. We need an Abraham Lincoln leading our country, a 2024 version of Abraham Lincoln, someone with convictions, someone who knows the way, who follows the light of truth. We don't have that, but we need that. That's why when we say pray for our 
nation, pray for our leaders. The Bible tells us to pray for our leaders. We must pray for them. I do. Sometimes kind of reluctantly for some, but I pray that God will change their heart and that they their, their eyes will be opened to the truth of God's word. Hey, thanks for being with me today. We'll continue this right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.